Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. Here we go, talking buds, Leaf Show. What did you think of the uh, the Global Series in Sweden? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was about, really good. Like, I thought are we, it was are we cool. talking about the games? Or are we talking about just, just everything? Like, the, the games, the overall vibe. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a nice break this early in the season to just like a different feel, like just a different watch. Love the the early morning start. Here's my main takeaway. I am always down for an early start on Leaf games. Always down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought the I thought the building didn't particularly look full. Avicii Arena? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it took me a second to realize I'm like, Avicii Arena. I'm like, R.A.P. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought the the couple games I watched, I'm like, the building could be a little more full. But um, and the benches were kind of funky with like how the bench like basically went into like the zone. Yep, it was like halfway through the O zone or the D zone, depending what side you were on. But uh, yeah, I like how uh, it, it did have a different feel. It, it seemed like the game was like almost faster in a way. Yeah, I, I don't the know. camera had that kind of like hazy European world junior yeah, look yeah, to like it the, like when when bertuzzi set up tavares for that goal against the red wings it looked like it was in like fast forward yeah like i haven't seen john tavares move that quickly in forever forever mm-hmm. like it was it, it did have a different feel to it i loved the sort of rekindling with matt's I must have watched that video of Matt's coming in. First of all, Sheldon's epic intro and tee up, bring him into the room and him coming in and reading the, the lineup card. Saw some commentary online of people being like, well, he looks like, look how subdued he is. He looks like he doesn't even want to be there. I'm like, no, that's Matt's. Like you think back to those, those leaf teams. What what kind of take is that? It's a brutal take. It's a horrendous take. Like, what do you want? Like, like Matt's was like, yeah, never it, a raw raw yeah, guy. Like, was, like, like I love you, how people are to try to like critique dude, just people, like someone's dude, body language. Just go to our just go to our TikTok and read the comments, like, man. People are fuck? fucked. People like, are oh fucked. My God. Like it's crazy. Some dude. It's, yeah, it's like, crazy. He was just he went in and read the lineup and he left. And that's like, just, what was he supposed to do? And that's just Matt's. Like if you, you think back to those Leaf teams, like the early two thousands Leaf teams, and all the guys that came through and were on those teams at one point. Tucker, Domi, Corson, Neuendijk, Roberts, Ronnie Francis, Brian Leach, Eddie Belfort, Curtis Joseph, Ty Domi, like real. And he was the captain. He was all their leader. And Matt's was the ultimate lead by example. And all those guys respected him. Alex McGilney, like just like big egos coming in, into that room. And they all just, you, you never hear anyone say a bad thing about Matt Sundin. He's just like too cool for school in the best way possible. Like he's just a cool guy, and and you're right. No one, 
No one like no player has any bad thing to say about him. All the all the the stories about him is he's, he's a legend. Mm. The guy's the first one to pull out his black card and and pay for everything because he was the highest paid player on the team at the time. So I wanna I don't think this can be over overstated. I've I've hammered this since since they've come back to anyone I've talked to about it. What William Nylander did in Sweden is something that we, you and I specifically, have talked about a lot on this show. And it's a superstar player taking a game over and willing his team to victory, not allowing them to lose. And that's what William Nylander did in both of those games. For him... To go over there and to be the center of attention, the rocks are the focal point. He's on talk shows over there. He's like, he was the main attraction of the four teams that went over there. He was the main attraction of any player on all four teams. And for him to play the way he played and lead the way he led and just, I cannot, he rose to a level and did something that I don't think either Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner have done in their entire career here. And again, someone's going to freak out in the comments at me and say, you what about this? We've always talked about what separates the McDavid's and the dry and the McKinnon's from everyone else is willing your team to a victory and putting the team on your back. And that's what William Nylander did twice in Sweden. He's the best player in the NHL right now. I don't care what anybody says. Lance Pedersen says hi. I, I'm going to keep harping on that until his his play dips off. Like that, what? The NHL decided to go over to Sweden, play some games. He was the center of attention. And guess what? The guy absolutely showed out like a complete superstar. And he's the most consistent player in the league right now. He's got a point streak, 17 games. Like, he, like he's the most... Something, there's no one more electric with the puck right now. Like in in the game, I don't care. I'm like, call me biased, whatever. I Vancouver's guys who are on top of the points. Like yeah, they scored ten. They hung ten twice on two shit teams. So it's like you want to talk about just consistency and a guy who's just electric in the league right now. He's the best player in the league right now, in my opinion. Is number eighty eight. Does it annoy you that the moment they leave Sweden? And it is in in fairness to the fans, it, it was a really uh, uh, it was a media driven narrative today with the piece Pierre LeBron wrote in the Athletic. But we are now like we are full blown back in what is he going to sign for territory? Like how much should they pay him territory? And on the one hand, it's like yes, it is a conversation that needs to be had. The guys had an electric start to the season. We're still only seventeen games in, but. On the other hand, it's like fuck. Can we just can we just enjoy this? Like, do we have to start this up again? And and the the narrative, like we always joke. How many times have we said the word contract on this podcast? Six years of doing this, a lot. Yeah, like so. I don't know. Like, are 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 you are you over this? See, I find this I find this conversation isn't pissing me off at all right now. Interesting, because the guy is playing like the best player in the league right now. Like what? Like it, if if he was struggling and not giving his best effort or putting his best foot forward in terms of production, but we were still talking about how he wants a massive number, 
then I have a fucking problem with it. But when the guy is literally the best player in the NHL, like, what do you, like, of course people are going to be talking about it. Like, like, yeah, I've heard the argument that like this might be his like peak. He might be peaking right now. Oh. You signed the deal. It's not to, not to cut you off, but you just reminded me. A lo- I was really taken aback by the amount of comments we got on our video last week and on our TikTok about he's only playing this well because it's a contract year. I was like, really, like, a lot of people, there's still a huge chunk of this fan base that is really hesitant to give this guy his due and are chalking it up to it's a contract year. After he signs, he's going to go back to the old William Nylander that drove everybody nuts. No, I think that Wheelan- I think that Nylander's dead. I think that Nylander's dead. I agree. Like, going in, say they sign him to a big deal. Going into next season, is he going to start the season off on a 17-game point streak? No. But, like, in terms of, he's going to set precedence this season that he probably won't be able to live up to in future seasons. But, like, when you are a player and your deal is coming up and... Like, what, what else is he supposed... Like, of course he's going to play his bag off. But honestly, he's been getting better every single year. Like, yeah. trust me, I hated this guy. There is no... I used to come on this podcast and spend the whole 30 minutes railing this guy. Like, I just... I I couldn't stand him. And, like, now it's just like... I, I have no problem talking about his contract or what number he's going to get because he's playing, like, the best player in the league. Like, I, I, I almost throw my hands up. People are like, well, what's the number going to be now? And it's like... Whatever this guy wants it to be, if he keeps playing like this, then do I want to see him walk if he's playing like this? No. My thing with with Nylander is, yes, he's he's off to an incredible start. And he's, me just railing Nylander. That's what I was, I was literally <laughs> going to say. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt there, but I was going to be like, you mean railing on Nylander? As opposed, <laughs> to, as opposed to railing William Nylander. I'm, I'm just one of those sports memes now. Yeah, you are one of those. That, you, you said that, and I was like, ooh, yeah. I don't know if he's going to want to keep Skip Bayless it. now. I don't know if he's going to want to keep that in there. <laughs> Anyways, um, my thing with Nylander is, yes, he's had a, he's had a, he's had a, he's having a career year thus far. He's had a hell of a start to the season, 100%. And in future years, is he going to start the year? <laughs> <laughs> I knew, right when it came out of my mouth, I knew it. Well, I just, I hope, I hope I'm you were. Swe- I started like instantly sweating <laughs> camera, when I said that. The camera was on you. The cam, you, the camera was doing an ISO on you when you said that. But like my face when you said that, I was kind of like, <laughs> all right. I thought you were gonna cut me off all and right. be like, all right, let's. Well, I don't know. I just, it kinda, is what it is. it is. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. You're just gonna whatever. rail William Neal. <laughs> He's having a career start to the season. In future years, is he going to start the season with a 17-game point streak and be out of his mind and have 27 points? Probably not, no. But I do think the guy has evolved. The thing that I keep coming back to with him is how much he's evolved physically and how much that's impacting his play and how he would shy away from contact. And this is why I don't want to turn this into uh, a Nylander versus Marner thing. I, I, I really don't. But this is the difference I see between Nylander and Marner right now is Nylander is not shying away from contact and is not, he can fight through a check. Like if a guy comes and tries to like angle him off into the boards or use his body against him, like Nylander can sort of finagle his way through and, and he's he's become a bigger body himself. Whereas I think Mitch Marner, when the checking gets really aggressive and the time and space goes away, Mitch Marner kind of disappears. And I think 
that that is where he has sort of separated himself from Marner thus far this year. Well, Nylander's like all the. You want to know the biggest difference in this guy's game? He's driving the net. Yes, he yes. dropped the Phil Kessel turnaround, which Marner does, which a lot of skill players do, which Nylander did for basically his whole career up until this year and maybe a little bit of last year. Like it, it, he's he's just coming down the wall and instead of turning, he's trying to skate past the defenseman and take it hard to the net. And he's got good enough hands and he's got enough skill that sometimes he can pull a nice move and score like he did on Flurry in, in an OT. Like that's the biggest difference. Like he's just going into the heart. Like this is old guy talk one on one. Old guy hockey talk. Going into the dirty areas of the ice yep. with the puck without the puck. Like he's taking pucks off guys in dirty areas. He's driving the puck to the net. Like that's that's the biggest difference in his game. It's just like now he's playing like a like a fucking man out there. And he's he's it's made such a difference for Tavares too because him the way he's able to dominate play and every single time the puck ends up on his stick, his his classic zone entry ability combined with driving the net, combined with his new sort of like bigger body, like tougher to to push off the puck. Johnny's allowed to do what he excels at at this point in his career, which is sort of go to the net and sort of float in and around the blue ice in front of the goalie. And and as a result, like you saw in the Detroit game in Sweden, with that, that line, that was their best line. I don't think, like, if you look at those two games in Sweden, they didn't play well yeah, in like, either one of those games. I was games. about to say. Yeah. Let's, let's put the positive talk behind us and let's speak the facts here. Most leaf, like, classic Toronto Maple Leaf outscore your problems yep. Yep. until you get to the time of the year where you can't outscore your problems. Yes. Like they got completely outplayed for 40 minutes in yep. both of those games. Yes. Yes. And they just had the skill to come back and, to score, come back and score the goals they yep. needed to score, which yep. is really good. And which is why they're a good team and why they make the playoffs every year. But that's a classic leaf example that you can't, you can't be doing that in the time of the year where they always lose. No. So it's, yeah, it wasn't that that first forty minutes of the Detroit game on were mind numbing. It was the second forty minutes of the Minnesota, Minnesota game. game. They yeah. were awful. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were. got. They were gonna. I I actually felt bad for Minnesota. That I don't they lost think, that game. I know he. I know he scored in the in the in the Minnesota game, but I do not think Austin Matthews or him and Marner were very good in in either in either game. Like they just kind of on the periphery. I like, mean, the one thing I'll give them is they, they, they will always get the tougher matchup in terms of facing the other players, best pairing or best line. That's like the only thing you can say in their defense, but it's just Willie's looking so good that they're just not going to look as good. And they did. Yeah, you're right. They didn't play great. The whole team didn't play great. Like I'd, I thought I thought the D were just like on their heels. The whole, I felt bad for them. They had to well, keep skating back into their own end and getting checked because their forwards would go in the zone and be out of the zone in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. The one the, that's another thing too when they you talk about this team like reverting back to its like factory default setting. Um, and I'm seeing this with the top line a little bit now. Is is one and done offensively again? Like no, no psych. Like Nylander, that line is able to sustain pressure because Nylander gets the puck on his stick and he doesn't really give it up. But some of like most of the other lines, when when do you ever see the Leafs really dominate in the opposing team zone with a cycle? Almost yeah, never. Uh, uh, Almost never. They just didn't really have any O's. Like they were just 
they just they weren't very good in either game. But and you, at the end of the day, they came out with four points. And if you're like, I'm kind of at a point right now with this defense core where I'm not, I, I I'm not gonna get angry about it. It's it just is what it is. Like they're, it's not a great defense core, which has led to the speculation of making deals and le- and led to what is like I think the second biggest story in uh, Leafland right now, which is John Klingberg. John Klingberg comes out and says he has a he has an so they they sit him during the Calgary game. Then he inexplicably is back for the Vancouver game. Then everyone is like, okay, he's gonna they're gonna go to Sweden and he's like obviously he's gonna play in Sweden. He doesn't play in Sweden. He's kind of when they get there, nobody's seen him, nobody really knows like what's going on with John Klingberg. He comes out and has like a, a press conference where he says he has an injury that's been bugging him his whole career. And, and it recently flared up again, and he doesn't know when he's gonna be back to play. And then Sheldon Keefe yesterday is sort of not outright confirming it, but is sort of alluding to the like inevitability, I guess that John Klingberg is headed to LTIR. So the Maple Leaf way. Yeah. Like it, this is, this is very, <laughs> this is very convenient. Like, everybody says <laughs> Robota Island, but I, which it is Robot Island, but this is very Matt Murray. Like, this is very Matt Murray. It's very like, okay, we gave you a try. You're not great. We know there's enough here that we can probably get away with putting you on LTIR, and that's what we're going to do. My next question, though, is if, if, like, if he had a injury that has, quote, lasted his whole career. I would like to ask Brad why we gave him a $4.15 million contract on July 1st. The one-year deal, though. Like, I I think the money's irrelevant at that point. And like, maybe, I'm, I also heard someone make the argument that, like, maybe maybe in their mind it was low risk because they knew it was there. So if, if, it, if he didn't play well, it would have been easy to LTIR him and get that money back. Potentially, I don't know. It's just a bizarre story. So leafy. Yeah, it is. It's just a it's bizarre like story. Something this always had like somehow this organization just convinces guys who have an injury history that the injur- injury they're dealing with is like serious and they need to just get off their salary cap. <laughs> like, 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 let's just call it what it is. Like, I know, I know, I know. Jake Muzzin actually like had a real serious injury. And he's probably never going to play again, and that's awful. And I feel bad. I feel bad for all these guys. Like Matt Murray might never play in the NHL again. Like a lot of these guys have been on this have never or will never play again. So like there's, I'm not clowning on them at all, but it's just, if you want to come to organization and realize that you have an injury that you need to end your career, like, like, I don't know. It just always happens. It's Do you think like, it's maybe the fact that the Leafs are a team that like, isn't hard up for cash. And I know like, yeah, we'll pay for you to get better pretty much. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like, and it's like, you have like the best doctors here. Yeah. And yeah the best, literally like, we're just, pay- yeah. You're basically like, you're going on LTIR and paying you four and a half million. Like, like if you're, if you're another one of these NHL teams that is like, not as, um, no cash. Just, yeah. Like if, if you're not as uh, rich as the Leafs are, Putting a guy on LTIR and paying a guy four point one million to not play for you is kind of a daunting situation. But when you're the Leafs, you will gladly 
take it. And like the, all they care about is what's on their cap. 4.1 million is just, that's nothing. They could stroke him a check for that whole thing tomorrow and off he goes. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why they're just able to convince guys here. I mean, I just, I like, if, it, if he is really hurt, I I'm, I feel bad for him, but I mean, they weren't getting anything from him while he was playing. So it's like, <laughs> all right, like, see, see you later. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, well, he started like, the year. He started the year. I didn't think he was god awful for the first like three, four, five games of the season. And then I guess he re aggravated whatever this injury is, and his play took an absolute nosedive, and he proceeded to become the worst defenseman I've ever seen play in the National Hockey League. And then he's just kind of disappeared. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Ron and I like to use them to listen to our favorite pro wrestling theme songs. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And another guy who's disappeared is Ryan Reeves. And the Leafs are 4-0 and with Ryan Reeves in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel bad for this guy. I really do. It's such a, like, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, so I don't want to belabor this point over and over. But it is, like, it's such a weird thing because you and I were two guys who were full-blown, like, happy with the signing and thought it was a good idea. And they've got the toughest guy in the league now. This is what they need. This is what they need. And then... Like the 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 minus eleven starts piling up, and Bobby McMahon comes up, and yeah, they are four and zero since putting Ryan Reeves in the press box. And the fourth line now does get sustained offensive zone time. And are they are is the fourth line like a complete game changer? No, but can Bobby McMahon skate with Noah Gregor, and can they generate some offensive time together? Yes. Yeah. So it's just I'm kind of like so now you look at the off season signings. And it's like you're kind of you're kind of like it wasn't a great start, 
I think Domi is settling in. I think Domi's going to get better as the year goes on. He's he that guy probably I needs to score a goal. I know he desperately wants like, to I, score. Like honestly like his point per game is actually like not that bad for a third line center. Yeah, he's got like, he's, he's got, got nine assists. Yeah, like nine points in 17 games. Like I think that's like pretty good point production, but he did, I think he just needs a goal to kind he's of He's probably dying to, for, no, no that, one that, probably wants like, to score. Like what do you what do you want from your third like I I don't know. Like at the end of the day it's like you want your third line to be like, are we ever really going to be happy with anything on the third? Like, no. I feel like every time, like, it's just this conversation happens, like, every week or every couple weeks where it's just, like, the third line goes away, and then we're like, oh, the third line, and then all of a sudden they'll score twice in two games, and then we'll be like, oh, the third, like, it's just yeah. it's just the revolving door of this yeah. like, like we conversation were here, like in We were here city. last week. We are talking about Nick Robertson, didn't how great even notice, he was. Didn't even notice him in Sweden. Didn't even yeah, notice him. the line him. wasn't really relevant yeah. offensively. The whole team wasn't really relevant other than 88, yeah. but, um, yeah, like, just, I feel like we're just, every week it's going to be, oh, we need a little more from him, and then the next week it's going to be like, oh, wow, let's see what happens when you get production from your third line. It's just going to be a revolving door. Like, How do you feel about um, Tyler Bertuzzi acclimating to the second line? You, for somebody who's been very vocal about how you have not liked what you've seen from Tyler Bertuzzi in the first 17 games, but I thought he had, I think he's, he's, fi- he's another guy that's really benefiting from William Nylander. I mean, yeah, he's getting better. Um yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, I just think like, like, I think this guy made a huge mistake. I don't know what he had on the table over the off season, but if he had a multi-year deal somewhere and he turned it down, that was a big mistake because I, I like just off like what I've seen from him and like off name value, you would think that he is a guy worth like six and a half million, five and a half million over a multi-year deal. So it's like, Hey, he takes a one-year deal to bet on himself with this team and we've seen the way Mike Bunning came in and, and kind of made a career out of that. Like Zach Hyman, even though Zach Hyman's actually like a fantastic 80 point, 90 point hockey player now, but like he's coming in bed on himself. And it's like, I, I just I think this guy's like almost doing himself a disservice of taking this like one year. Like he's, he's really not that special of a player. Like I know all year we're going to be like show up when it matters and whatever, but I just like so you're saying if you I thought were, he was more of like a special hockey player than what he is to be so honest. So you're with saying you. if you were Tyler Bertuzzi and you had a multi-year offer on the table to stay with the Boston Bruins, that's what you would have done. Like if he if he doesn't get better, like if he like if he just plays like this the whole season, like I think he like kind of screwed himself a little bit. He doesn't look that good. He's like a third line hockey player. Yeah, he's he like, he. Looks, that, that, that's going to be an awful contract for somebody. Well, they did say that he was he was nursing an injury to start the season. Like what? Well, and the, the guy could go off mm. over the next twenty, and all of a sudden it's like, oh well, it was early. He had to get acclimated or whatever. But it so far like, like are other people seeing something I'm not no, seeing? No, like, I think I think he's I think like, he's, he can be a good player. But like, is he the guy I thought he was going to be in terms of like? Like even the, just like the skill factor or even the toughness, like he's fallen short in every category to me. I think he's getting better on that line. I think that you brought him in here and you said, Kiprio says all the time that he still thinks the end game is having him with Matthews and Marner. I don't see it. I think you leave Nyes there, but I think he's getting better. It, it was like, it was confirmed. He did have an injury 
to start the season. I think he's starting to heal from that, and he's starting to look a little better, and he's fitting in nicely on the second line. If this guy can get his shit together and have a good like rest of the way here, I think he'll be okay. He just needs to do what he did, like score some big goals. Like what do you like the way he went in against Justin Hall? Yes, that's what you need. Checked, yes. took the puck. Like that's the guy I like was thought we were getting. Yes, that's what you want to. He just more hasn't of. been even close to that. Yeah, that's that. That's what you want to see more of. Like, well, before we get out of here, I, I want to just I want to hit on this one more time because like we we kind of went away from it, but I I want to get get your opinion on it. Do you honest, honest to God, do you see a scenario where some GM hands William Nylander Austin Matthews money and he walks to go play there? Because I do not. No, the only team that's going to give him Austin Matthews money is the Leafs, and then we're and then they're going to get clowned on. Isn't that the whole but point yeah, of like? Isn't that what Toronto's all about? Of course, this guy is going to play out of his mind in his contract year. It's, we're going to have to completely over, even though he's playing amazing, like we're going to have to overpay him. Yeah. Like I, but well, and then, and then that brings it and his comparable, like this is the problem with what Kyle Dubas did in the contract negotiations. And you know what? Here's the thing. We, you and I have been, have been going at Dubas pretty good in the last few weeks and it's deserved, but no, no, this is the thing that fucking Brendan Shanahan has also facilitated. Who's still here. William Nylander. And his agent are going in to this negotiation with Brad Treliving. Like everyone's like, oh, the price is going up, the price is going up, the price is going up. No, no, it's not, it is going up, but they're, I'm sure, like it was reported the Leafs wanted him under 10 and he wanted over 10. So that's like, pick a, pick a window in your he, mind. He isn't over, he's pl- like, He's not under 10. Yes. So like, I'm not talking about, we're not talking about under 10. Anyone talking about under 10 needs to go have a shower. Like it's not, it's not under 10. Like that's hilarious at this point. So like, like you're, you're, okay, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying like pick a window between just under nine and just above 10. Okay. That's probably where they're, they're at in this negotiation. And that's not happening. No, and, and I think I think what Nylander and Lewis Gross are probably doing is, and this is speaks to the culture that was set set up by Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan, is they're pointing at Mitch Marner's contract and they're going, that's what we want now. We want a, we want just under eleven or at eleven. I think he's gonna ask for over eleven easy. And and if he keeps playing like the way he's playing right now, that that's that's money in the bank. And so, but you look around, and and O Dog at the start of overdrive tonight had a like had a, just a like an existential crisis over this. He was just like, why does a guy like Matthew Kachuk just sign for whatever is it's like nine something in Florida, and it's that's just it. It's just you're like Matthew Kachuk has two hundred point seasons back to back. He signs for nine five or whatever his cap hit is, and. That's just it. There's nothing here. But with he, but here it's like, oh, oh, the Nylander price. It's going up. It's getting more expensive. It's getting more expensive. It's like, it's uh, but it like, is exhausting. The like the market does that. Like, th- it's not just the players. Like us talking about it's going up. It's going up. That's helping him. Like, don't we understand this? Like every podcast, every radio show. Yes. 
that is talking about the numbers going. We're raising the number and, and by talking that, about it. That and that yes, that and and the the internal sort of like it's like you signed John Tavares to an eleven million dollar contract and you 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 flicked over the first domino and they've all been falling since. And now it's all looking back, you probably should have got something done with Nylander in the offseason. You didn't. Now he he's playing this way, and this it's, was the risk you took. This was the risk you took, and and now he's playing this way, and now his he's like like any time if I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to whoever either TSN 1050 or Sportsnet 590, and they have somebody on and they start talking about William Nylander's league comparables, I just change it because I don't. That's just such an irrelevant conversation. They care. Lewis Gross and William Nylander care about one comparable, and he wears number 16 on the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's it. Full stop. And that's what they'll point to at the end of this year if he continues having a year like this, and they'll say, we want what that guy wants because we think we're better than him. Yeah, absolutely. And as they should, because, like, and if he keeps playing like this, like, what what, what are the Leafs going to come back and say? But do you think, like, I think... Like I think They screwed themselves. I think the fan base... I think, I think people make a good point sometimes when they start ranting and raving about, like, why is this like this? Like, why can't we all sort of band together? Like, like are we trying to win a championship here, or are we trying to get paid? And I think the reality of this team, because it's kind of the culture that Brendan Shanahan allowed to fester is these guys want to get paid. Like, I think that's just the reality of this uh, they, group. They gave into it. Yes. Like, they gave the... Like, that ship signed sailed. John Tavares for way too much money. Mm. And at the time, I know we loved it. We're not going to talk about it again. But that was it. And then, sorry, I know everyone loves him, but Austin Matthews is is completely overpaid. I'm sorry. Like, I, I he is. Like, he is just... Of course, we get that. And then he's just that personality that kind of sets the bar for everything. Like... And he's sort of like a new age type type yeah. guy. Like he's very NBA in the way he approaches approaches this yeah. stuff, and he's kind of brings a different. He's sort of shed the the old the good old like I'm a I'm a hockey player and I do what's yeah. best for my Matthew team. Matthew Kachuk sign for, signed for nine five because the whole Florida deal tax whatever State tax and like no one's talking about it. He's having a great time down yeah. there. They just went on a run like they like he. He got out of Calgary. He was didn't like that place. I'm going down to Florida. I'll sign for nine five. Played Florida, chill out for a couple seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here we're all just raising William Nylander's price by talking about it to twenty four seven. Like, I, I, it's true. I don't know, man. Like it, it, but like if you really look at it, if they were going into this season not knowing how Nylander was going to play, it's like, okay, we're not going to sign him. He's got to go out and prove what he's worth or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, also another thought is if they go out and just lose again in the first round, then, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, cool. Eh. Like, it's, like, yeah. I know this guy's a great player, but, but we maybe we just prove that, like, we, we can't lost. win yeah. with this team. Yes. Like, I don't yes. know. There's also something in the back. Obviously, letting him walk for nothing is, like, a disaster, and everyone's going to cry about I it. I don't think he's walking for nothing because I don't think another general manager is going to come and hand this guy $12, 13000000 million. I don't. No. I don't. Dude, look, 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 at, look at Columbus right now. Yes. Like, they're the worst team in the league. They're two highest-paid players. One's making over nine. One's making eight-something. And, and they scratched. Because they're Line A was a healthy yeah. the other night. Like, look at the Golden Knights. Like, I know Eichel makes 10, but, like, 
Like uh, the the checklist talks about this all the time. It's like has there last year was the first cup winner with a guy in double digits. Like yeah. I think smart general managers know that and it doesn't work. No, no. like it doesn't. And, that, and and that's where and we just mentioned how like that sort of culture around this team that ship has sailed. So it's now on them to to not give in to the market pressure, the pressure of the fans, the pressure of the players, and just. Make the right decision for the future of the organization. Because I think what you just said is a great point that no one is talking about. Yes, the guy is having an incredible start to the season. He looks amazing. You're literally calling him the best player in the game. Best player in the NHL right now. Best player in the game right now. But guess what? If we are sitting here in May and they just got eliminated in the first round again. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Like, you need to go back to the drawing board and you need to assess, you need to take the opportunities that are coming your way with the cap going up and all this extra money you're going to have to spend to really look and assess and go, yes, you don't want Nylander to walk for nothing. I don't believe he's going to. I don't believe he's going to. The only way he will is if they get eliminated at the end of the season. The Leafs are pissed and they lowball them and say, okay, well, we got eliminated. So now we want to pay you eight, just under nine. I think that, then it got some. Yeah, slap which in the won't face. happen, which won't happen. Like, I don't think William Nylander is going anywhere. I think he wants, he wants to stay here. But I do think you need to take all these things into consideration before you start talking about giving this guy Mitch Marner's contract. And then guess what? This time next year, we're going to be having this exact conversation about Mitch Marner. Yeah. He'll have one year left on his deal. Which just kind of sucks how Nylander's like up before Tavares. Yeah. Because like you, you could, you basically can just pay Nylander what Tavares is making yes. right now. And then Tavares is off the books. And it's like, all right, Johnny, like, like, we, like yeah. that guy's no, le- like, no. I know you're a point of game player, but like, yeah, like, you know, like it's, you're, it's, you're, you're, you're it's either you take this or see you later, and I don't think anyone's going to cry about it. Sarah Velli, uh this morning on the radio kind of threw that out there. It's like, well, what if in the offseason they look at finding a way either out of his contract or getting finding him, as Sarah Velli put it, a soft landing spot for the final year of his deal? Yeah, because I, I think, like, I... You don't want to like who's gonna to want to see Nylander walk after playing like this? Like I don't want to see him no. walk, and no. but like also if they don't win, then the, like it's we're all just spinning our wheels. But like watching him walk to another team after playing this great, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be like people are gonna be questioning it. It's just you wish that ninety one's money was just coming off the same time as his, That's like because right. it's like John. Here's the offer. If you don't want to take it. <laughs> See you later. later. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that, no one's going to care. No, at I, all. Know, I know. Like, I, I, know. I like John, nice guy, but that's just, <laughs> yeah, that's how that's going to go. <sighs> all right, buddy. Plus, like, pull up the cap again. Like, do they have a defenseman next year? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they have, yeah. Like, they have Morgan uh, Riley and they have Jake McCabe. Uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, do yeah. They, do they have anybody playing D for them next no, year? No, I don't. That's <laughs> like, a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Oh my god, who's at RFA? Who's uh, Simone Benoit? Simone Benoit. <laughs> 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 uh, even Willie Legison is a UFA. Yeah, all yeah. everyone else like they they don't have one guy playing D for them no, next year. No, no, so it's no. like, yeah. Oh my god. All right, buddy. Got uh, two games coming up this week and a back to back. A two p.m.er. 
in Chicago against the Blackhawks. And then the very next night, they go to PPG Pates Arena to visit Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a must watch. Yeah. Yep. Just can, like, I can never hate Sid. Like, Sid, like I can't hate the Penguins. No, it's the only problem. It's no. like, I love, I love the Penguins. You got to respect the Penguins. Yeah, Sid's a goat. I yeah. love Sid. All right, buddy. Well, we're toying around with the idea of coming, doing another episode later on in this week, a special episode. We might do that. We might not. Regardless, we will be back next week in our usual time slot. We've been pumping out one a week thus far. We want to get that to two at some point, which is what we will do. If you don't want to miss any of the content that we're pumping out, hit that like and subscribe button below. Make sure you follow us on our socials. The links to our TikTok and Instagram are also in the description below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Every little bit helps. We'll see you guys next time.